Hi everyone, it's Jill Maria of I'm Here With Magazine, and today we have some exciting news from Scott Lepp, a huge producer out of Alberta who did Heartland, and as you guys know, we had an amazing chat with him about the success of Heartland and how he had moved on to his new show, Hudson, that is actually a, I always say this wrong, but it's a spin-off of uh, Heartland, and it just got picked up for an American TV broadcast. So we wanted to chat with Scott about what he's been up to during COVID and the success of his show, Hudson. Hello, Scott. Hey, Jill. How are you? I'm really glad to talk with you again. Likewise. We had a huge, huge support from the Heartland article that we did with CBC and uh, your audio uh, interview. We had tons of views. We had the Alberta Screen Awards, Bill Evans sharing and supporting, and everybody in the community saw the article, and it just really helped change the view of our magazine, and we just really are appreciative that you took the time to let us interview you. Well, thank you very much. I'm very appreciative to you and the magazine as well. Uh, I was very grateful for my time on Heartland, and it uh, opened up a lot of opportunities for me, Uh, the biggest one being Hudson, and uh, getting that show done and seeing what it has done has been, uh, it's been really wonderful, and it's a a great feeling to have something be successful, especially something that was, you know, considered very small and um, you know, something that we did, something that was built from nothing, um, and always great to hear the support from Mr. Evans and Ampia. Uh, I was recently elected to the board of directors of Ampia. So, oh, no uh, way. That's been a, a new thing for me, and it's been really great being involved and being able to be part of the group that represents Alberta producers. So I'm just trying to spread things out and, and uh, give up my time wherever possible. You really made it in your career, especially within um, Alberta, as uh, someone to really watch and who gives advice to others. And now you being on the board, uh, that's even more, if you want to say, power behind you of what you can do for people and the knowledge that you bring to a production when you work on it. Um, I'm just enamored by you. You know, we don't know each other in person, but I have been following everything you're doing, including Tribal. I feel like if you're on the project, it will make it. So people should definitely (laughs) be calling you. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate that. And I do like how you say that I I, um, like to give my time to things because that's exactly what it is. I received a ton of help and support along the way as I continue to grow and I feel like I still have a really long way to go but uh, things are are starting to fall into place. Um, I really love being on the board of Ampia and one of the things that I'm trying to bring to that organization is a mentorship program for for filmmakers, emerging filmmakers in Alberta and uh, you know trying to find a way to get people the help that they need to be able to find some success in their careers and so yeah i've also i moved on to tribal with prairie dog film and television and we did season one last year and um we're just waiting for some of the provincial guidelines and um some help from the 
happening sometime this year, as long as everything falls into place. And it's a really wonderful uh, series, a really topical series, and, and that's what uh, the showrunner Ron E. Scott does. That's so you know, obviously, I wanted to go and work with him and learn from him and uh, try to continue to grow. That's uh, that's literally all I do. So here I am. You're so, yes, here you are. That should be the title of this article. Here I am, Scott Lepp. <laughs> be, because you you never before I had met you, I could be completely wrong, but you never really did kind of like a tell-all about who you are or uh, so much media that's geared toward yourself to get for audiences to get to know you. And when I had seen what you did with Heartland and CBC had come with uh, to us to support um, the show and have Amber Marshall on the cover, we had um, the cover um, of her story and your mention in it as well um, at the Ampia Awards last year in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And we had... Well, yeah. All right. I, I have never really... I've never really done anything like that. Uh, mostly because there hasn't been a huge opportunity. Um, I'm, like I mentioned earlier, I still consider myself also an emerging producer and I still have a really long way to go. I'm very thankful and grateful for my advancement and and the growth, but I still see a long way to go. If people are interested in the story, I'm happy to share it. I I do tell my story a lot when I'm um, teaching and doing panels and yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Like, I have a pre-production workshop coming up as part of uh, the Okotoks Film Society next weekend for youth in the area. Um, and so I try to do a lot of that kind of stuff. And that's usually where I tell my personal story because I know myself, it, it is one of the things that helped me learn is um, hearing from others and how they did it. And uh, I, I really enjoy doing doing and reading case studies on, on other films and other TV series and just finding out how people did it and where they came from. And you can always, it seems like you can always find and apply some of that to yourself. Yeah, it always, what works for you might not work for others, but sometimes when you hear enough stories, it, it, it can kind of amalgamate into this person, what they did here and what they did here. And then I did that and it worked for me. So it's really inspiring to hear people's stories because it can help you move forward in your own career when you have no idea of what to do, you know, even still when people go to school, right? Each city is different with how it operates, how the unions work with them. There's a lot of behind the scenes paperwork. So I've been working on a new project called February's dog supporting is an assistant ish producer very ish okay uh more pr and i have not i thought about you quite a bit during it (laughs) so when we're working trying to get um on big groups like sanando and um into cons film festival and stuff in the market no one tells you how hard it is to produce There is no guidelines unless you go to school, but even still school does not prepare you for all the paperwork side that you have to do beforehand of even getting it to a network and submitting it. It is a lot of work and I have a lot of uh, appreciation for what you do just from dabbling within it uh, recently. Yeah, it really is. 
um, it can be overwhelming. That's why um, you know there's a, not everybody ends up uh, sticking with it. And I'm sure that you will learn and continue to learn how much work and effort it takes. But it also pays off, you know, once you get somewhere. And I still, again, I feel like um, I haven't quite had the success that I want from my projects or. I haven't hit the target goal, but every one that you do gets you closer and closer. And I think that's the most important thing to remember is that, you know, you, you pick up those important pieces along the way and, and you're just going to get stronger. And so and I'm sure you guys will find that with February's dog. And, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it is the one, maybe it's the breakthrough project, yeah. maybe it's not. <laughs> but you know what, you, you, all that time that you put in, it, 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 it accumulates and, and it will pay off, you know, and, and you just have to make a strong project and not be afraid to get out there and sell it for its strength. And, um, and definitely, you know, I find when I'm dealing with people who want to take something to market, uh, everybody's like, well, how do I get it out there? You know, who's going to want to talk to me? And, and yeah, it's difficult to get Netflix on the phone. But, um, you know, you have to remember that you have a product that uh, people want. And, um, and if it's worth it, then it will find its home. So it, it will find its home. Get out there and sell it. Yes. You know, I think, I'm not sure if producers do that on interviews, but it's kind of like within um, uh, the process of trying to put out a project when you don't know what you're doing, like myself, um, you don't even realize that you have to, the biggest way to do it is to get a distribution company to do it for you and no one told me that until I'd, I'm working with somebody out of uh, Edmonton who's a secret producer or whatever and he's been pushing us to do it properly and I just thought to myself wow this is exactly why interviews are important because listening to people's stories and how they made it I learned a little bit of of that through somebody else's, um, I don't know if you know him, Abby Fettergreen, uh, he does Indie Can, well. yeah, oh, okay, perfect, <laughs> of course, I work with CBC, so I tend to run into a lot of people that you work with, <laughs> <laughs> and during our interview, he had mentioned many things about producing and all of that, and um, I really listened to it. And then I kind of gave advice to the people I was working with and we looked into it more and then our other guy helped us. So I just know for a fact that if people are listening to your courses, your classes, your interviews, that they will learn something that, you know, to change their own style of what they're doing. So for you right now, you did Tribal, you've done Heartland, you've done um, uh, Hudson and now you're working on the next season of Tribal. What else are you working on that we don't know about? Yeah, so uh, my first project um, on my own with uh, my company, Island Entertainment, was Ice Blue, the feature film with Sandy right. Summers. And so then we did a Hudson after that, and we did another web series called Realization. That was for TELUS Originals, and that's on YouTube, and yep. also on the TELUS VOD platform. Um, and now Sandy and I actually have two more projects in development. One is called Haley Rose, and this is, um, it's just like, it is an incredible story. Um, coincidentally, Abby 
Evergreen is one of my mentors on the project oh. uh, because I was at the Whistler Film Festival Producers Lab, um, which is a, a nationwide program to help producers take their projects to the next level. And Abby was my mentor for that, and um, so he's just he's great. He's kind of an indie filmmaking master, really. Um, and so that's the that's the one that I'm working on the most right now. It would take us to Nova Scotia. And it's kind of like Sandy's story a little bit, um, loosely based on some things that happened in her life, and it's just an amazing, unique voice. Uh, I often like to say it's her ladybird. Um, she probably wouldn't want me to say that, but uh, I do believe that it has that kind of a feel and style and voice to it. Wow. Uh, and then Sandy and I are, actually have another project, too, that she co-wrote alongside Corey Lee mm-hmm. and um, the amazing Calgary artist Chris Demeanor. And so that's another feature film that we're working on. So we have both of those in development. And when I am not working on my day job at shows like Tribal and Heartland and that kind of thing, this is what I work on. I just work on development of my own projects. And um, I'm very thankful grateful to have amazing people to work with like Sandy, like Corey, like Chris Demeanor. So that's what's coming. We hope to be going to camera on at least one of them in spring 2021. Oh, nice. Well, you know, I always see the resilience of Alberta filmmakers uh, just because, you know, that's my main network, you know, definitely Vancouver as well. But um, I'm noticing that, you know, I just chatted with Katie of the Okotoks Film Festival and the resilience of what they've been up to. And you're a part of that uh, group as well. We'll get into that. But I felt really happy to see that Alberta is still going, even though the COVID hit everybody and anyone. And, you know, yes, they're doing it online, but they're not going to give up their dream and supporting Alberta filmmakers and letting them have their accolade and their day in the sun for everyone to see their hard work that they worked on last year slash this year. And um, I just felt really happy to support uh, this community, even though everything is going on. And I did want to ask you um, how you've been during this time. It, it sounds like you've been busy, though. Yeah, it's really interesting. I have been able to keep very busy. Um, first of all, I would like to just jump on, on the note about Katie. Katie's the executive director of the Okotoks Film Society and runs the Okotoks Film Festival. And she's kind of like a uh, film festival superhero. <laughs> and so, you know, just to, especially this year, the, the film or the film festival has grown leaps and bounds over the years since she first started it and um, this year she had to convert to a virtual festival and has done an amazing job of that and we have some really great projects coming this year and I would hope that people would uh, check it out Um, but yes Katie is a superhero and a champion of arts and culture and she does so many other things for the town of Okotoks that it's just unreal and so um, I'm I'm really happy to see things paying off for her in that regard. Um, so, and I'm fortunate to have a role in that with her, and I mostly just support whatever it is she needs and try to bring some industry connections and that kind of thing, which has worked out well for us so far. Um, and then outside of that, uh, during COVID time, I mean, we 
obviously never saw coming. I know usually, I'm usually prepared to, you know, have some downtime in the winter when things are slow. Uh, this time, it would just happen to be an extended um, downtime due to COVID. And, you know, you try, try to find a silver lining, and the silver lining is development. Um, and so I have been able to spend a lot more time on preparing and getting ready for what's next. And I know a lot of others are doing the same. And yes, we all want to get back to work really soon, as soon as it's safely possible. Um, but for the time being, it's about developing story. It's about developing projects and plans and, and being ready to go when the time comes. I was fortunate to get some development funding from the Alberta Media Fund, former script uh, project development fund. Uh, so that has kept us busy. Um, and it's, you know, that's all you can do. And I, I would also encourage our government to continue to look into development programs because it is an important part of taking projects to the next level. And I'm sure that's what a lot of emerging producers would tell you can make the difference between a project that never sees the light of day versus a project that makes it onto the market and, and brings in some revenue is the amount of development you're able to put behind it. And um, I did see that they uh, they had postponed the, the development grant for this year, but they have recently put it back on. And I want to applaud that because it is so important. And that's the kind of stuff that we can do right now when we're shut down, right? You can hire writers and you can hire pitch uh, package, uh, graphic designers and, and things like that. And so we can start putting some money in people's pockets and, and creating better content, which needs to continue to be the goal. So that's kind of what I've been up to. It, it's funny how um, uh, if you talk to people, it feels like a lot of people can be busier. Um, I have kids at home, so we're teaching at home as well as doing this work on a daily basis. So it, it's funny how it, it almost feels busier than normal life. And I think it's just because it's new. Um, but what I find when things get busier is you just find a better way to adapt and then it becomes your new normal and then suddenly you're busy, it's just normal and it allows you uh, more time to get things done. At least that's what I try to do. So that's wow. about it. So the kids at home, that has been a topic on social media for parents and how they're dealing with it and... Um, you know, now you're uh, a certified teacher. Who knew? <laughs> Who well, knew? I'm very Just lucky kidding. to have a teacher at home with me. My wife is a high school teacher, so she you did good, to Scott. On that, and I, <laughs> you know, I'm just support again. So. <laughs> Supportive Scott Lepp. Maybe that could be the title. What do you think? I try. <laughs> well, you really do. You're at, you're one of the most decent people that I've met in film. You're a professional. You treat everyone with real respect. Um, you you just are a consummate professional, and I'm really lucky to even know you. Sometimes I brag that I uh, you know get to support you once in a while. You know, a little name dropping here and there. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> well, not once in a while. Uh, not in a bad way. <laughs> I really appreciate everything that you do and, um, you know, bringing so much positivity to myself, to the industry, to our projects, to everybody. That doesn't go unnoticed. And oh, thank super you. Important. It, it is all, 
it's all these little pieces of the puzzle that are helping to build and grow the industry and it's all important and um so yeah i'm really grateful for it i know because think about thank you for that scott i'm horrible at taking compliments because i'm not doing it for any reason other to help the people that need my help um it's it's an honor to work with cbc and uh, Tarot PR, who for some reason said, yes, uh, we would like you to put up our people. But it's a lot more than just that. It's this community that I've been a part of that started my career. Um, I started my career literally on the uh, the red carpet of like Ampia and Calgary <laughs> Film Festival, just attending and being a cute girl and having fun and looking good on the carpet and getting captured on the camera. You know, it's very, I didn't know what it would turn into, but learning more from people like you, I am all in it to wanting to create my own project. I think every producer, every writer, every filmmaker, every actor would love to share their story. So it's exciting to see that you and Sandy are kind of doing her story. Uh, that means a lot, and that will be a big passion project for both of you. And I think uh, that one will go go big for sure. I can see that going in theaters, especially if you have Abby behind you. So good yeah, luck on well, that one. That is the goal. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's, um, it is a, it's a beautiful, strong project that um, it's not it's not just a passion project. It very much is a passion project, as, as I'm sure for most people all projects are, but yeah. it is more than that. It has, um, you know, there's market um, accessibility for it because people want this kind of stuff. I think Sandy's next on my list to call, actually. I, uh, yeah, well, that's great. That's very lucky for you. She's great to chat with. She lucky sure is. Her as well. well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, it's been kind of crazy for interviewing people, uh, getting to, together online, so to speak, during COVID uh -huh. time. I've been trying my best to keep going and all that, but this is kind of the beginning of everything starting again. Um, I did want to ask, you know, you being, you know, where, what position you're at in uh, film here, are you privy to knowing when you think the industry is going to open up again? Well, I will tell you, I don't have any insider information. Okay. I wish I did. I don't. What I do know is that we are expecting film production guidelines from the provincial government this week at some point in time. I was not given a day, um, but uh, that information was released in the Ampia newsletter last week. Right, um, right. So that's, a, that's the first step, uh, which is great. We don't know what phase we're in in terms of Alberta's three-phase launch strategy. Okay. But I would expect that we must be getting close to being in phase two. Um, if we're not in phase two, then, then phase three, I'm sure. I think phase three is everything, so I guess we would have to be. Um, but the great thing about film production and about especially about the Alberta cruise is that we're very resilient and we've shown it. That's not just in the weather. Usually when we say we're resilient it's because <laughs> you know, you've got your special effects guy out in the Fortress Mountain in shorts. But um, <laughs> in this case I like to adapt it to uh, 
you know, having to learn and adhere to some new guidelines this year is not the end of the world. In fact, especially when it's about sanitation and it's about safety, um, these are things that we can adopt, no problem. Social distancing, let's do it. You know, if it means that hair and makeup have to wear a mask and a, and a face shield and gloves and sanitize, like, oh, that's great. Oh, wonderful. I love it. That, that's a good know, thing. every prop is individually sanitized before it comes to set. That's fine. We'll do it. Our crews will do it. We'll all do it. We will make whatever changes we have to make to do it. So, no, unfortunately, I don't have a date. Um, I do expect that when these guidelines are released, that we're going to get just another little inkling of information as to when. But we, as producers, are still waiting as well um, for the union's guilt and associations to uh, lend their thoughts to the guidelines. And uh, once everybody gets on the same page, then we will safely get back to work. But I do expect that film production is one that can get back to work with on a low risk chance of any sort of outbreak. So uh, I know that I am eager to get back to work and I know that in speaking with the crew members um, that I that I get the opportunity to chat with that everybody seems to be eager to get back to work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping for some enlightenment this week and you know, it feels like every day we learn just a little bit more. So Yeah. Well, like you said, I think the advice to take away from this interview as well is that, you know, you're a huge deal here. <laughs> just kidding. You're like, what? Don't say that, Jill. I'm just kidding. But you are to me for sure. But um, is to really take this time and prepare everything you need to for before you're on set. Imagine, Scott, I bet you there are people out there that have been, you know, in this, you know, mental illness um, is a huge thing especially right now with people being at home and depressed and, and not feeling as much hope as they should. But I'm hoping through this interview they can know there is hope and that there is uh, this is the time to prepare yourself for when everything does open up, you are ready to roll. So there's so much paperwork to be done for projects and communications and setting up and um, permits and everything that this time frame if people were smart like yourself they would never give up on their creativity and never give up on their dream so don't ever give up yes. on your dream you guys i totally agree thank you for saying that it's very true i know it can be really hard sometimes once you put on the make and meet um yeah so especially We will, Scott, and we'll be tuning into you always on your social media. Um, I just feel like, wow, you're a part of the Ampia group now. Those are the biggest and best and most influential and hardest working um, kind of executive types that run that um, show. I, I really hope that I'm Here With can be behind it again. So we'll be bugging you and Bill Evans probably about um, covering it and bringing our photographer Jordan Gooden hopefully again this year. But in any way you guys need us, uh, you let us know. And congrats on all your success. Thank you very much. Anywhere I can um, find a way to give back and to contribute to building the Alberta film community, I'm in. 